So I really do recommend doing everything you are in terms of getting on a podcast in real time. You know, don't just say, hey, it's the rule of big numbers. That's not always the case when you're trying to get a booking for something like this. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back. Let's just another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today in studio, I've got joining me Jeremy Ryan Slade. He is the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University and is a former champion powerlifter turned new media entrepreneur. He specializes in using podcast and new media to create celebrity for himself as well as his clients. He was ranked number one in iTunes, new and noteworthy, and number one in the business category, as well as ranked number 78 in the top 100 podcasts by iTunes. Jeremy was also named one of the 26 podcast uh, top podcasts to follow in 2017, as well as 2018 by CIO Magazine, and also recommended uh, as the best podcast to listen to by Inc. Magazine 2019, and the millennial influencer to follow in 2018 by BuzzFeed. So the Create Your Own Life podcast has been downloaded now over a million times. In addition to that, Jeremy's also a featured writer for Influensive and Business.com. So after his success in podcasting, Jeremy and his wife founded Command Your Own Brand Media, and the goal is to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts and to help podcasters become more profitable. So if you are a podcaster and you're looking to drive revenue, or if you have a business, you're an entrepreneur in the marketing department, and you are looking at opportunities to be a guest on other people's podcasts that have your audience as listeners, then stay tuned, sit down and listen, because here comes Jeremy Slade to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast. Well, Jeremy, I'm super excited to have you on the show today and to draw on your expertise. I mean, you've achieved some amazing things in your life and your business. So welcome to the Real Marketing Podcast today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Doug. I'm really humbled that you, you took the time to have me out. I know since you just recently rocked the mic on my show. So uh, glad to uh, kind of reciprocate, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been following you on uh, social media for a while and we connected at the New Media Summit and it's just been amazing watching some of the stuff that you're doing. But you, so you've got lots of confidence, lots of momentum and you're moving forward. So how do you work with people and, you know, kind of what's your superpower to help them uh, grow their business? So I, I guess for a little bit of a backstory here, like I've had my own podcast for a really long time called Create Your Own Life. And it was doing well to start out with, but it kind of like took off when I started appearing on other shows as a guest. And people actually started asking me, hey, can you do that for me? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Can I do that for you? <laughs> um, and, and so actually, that's, that's what we do. And we have done for the last three years is we help people, you know, find the right podcast for them, help them put together a story so that they really have the confidence to do it. 
and uh, then help them get booked on the right shows. And, and it's interesting, too, because I feel like that's developed over time. Like initially it was, all right, we're going to find podcasts and we're going to get you booked on them. But then it was like, well, how can we do it better? And we were looking at like, OK, so let's add a coaching element. And then how can we do that even better? So we started teaching content repurposing. So we're always trying to figure out how can we help the people we serve even better. So you, you've, you're what? You're 425 or 400 plus episodes in your own show right now? 547 as of yesterday. Oh, 547. So I was way off the mark. <laughs> I, I have to do a few more, a little bit more batch listening to catch up. <laughs> so um, what type of clients do you typically work with? I mean, you know, I'm a fairly new podcaster. I've just been doing this a little over a year, uh, really enjoying it, enjoying the conversations, love connecting with people um, before and after the show. And so I see the benefit of it. And I'm just now starting to appear in other people's shows, but I had never really considered that at the beginning. So, you know, where do people come to you at what point? So it's interesting because I find out I find most of our clients are our CEOs or founders, and they usually have an organization of they don't usually have more than five people. That's usually about the size of their team. So they're, they're really interested in having somebody help them and do that for them. We also like in 2018 took a look at the clients that we served and we found out that 80% of them either had a podcast when they came to us or started one after they worked with us. So we found out a lot of the clients we served were actually podcasters, interestingly enough. Um, so we added extra services to our packages when we service a podcaster to help them even more. So it, it's interesting. We're, we're really helping people that want to get out there, get their voice heard and, and reach the right people. I like to say that we're our, our ideal client is Gary Vaynerchuk before somebody knew who he was. You know what I mean? Somebody who's got a great business, a great purpose, and they just need the help getting out there. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, and it makes sense as a podcaster to be on a podcast. You know, totally. I tell people, they say, you know, I want to build my email list. I say, then why don't we rent other people's lists and mail to them? Because we know that they're on someone else's list. So they, they like email. So the same here, they're already listening to and, and, you know, broadcasting or sharing their own message through their own podcast. It's that's so true, too, because I, I, I explain it to people this way. And you probably had the same issue, Doug. Like if you talk to somebody that doesn't know what a podcast is, can, the conversation of trying to explain to somebody like what it is, that's that's a fun <laughs> conversation to have sometimes. So it's this thing and it's recorded and people download it. So it's YouTube. No, it's not YouTube. So it's on your phone. So it's much easier to reach an audience that's already on podcasts and to go out and convince somebody, hey, there's these thing called podcasts. They convince and this is why you should subscribe. It's really you're already reaching that existing audience and just borrow a portion of it rather than starting from ground zero, if, if you understand what I'm saying. And that's why a lot of people are using it so often, even in book launches now, because they're realizing I don't have to just depend on my audience. I don't just have to pound in ground zero. I can actually get in front of a new established audience each time where the person that's talking to me is seen as an influencer. So you're actually borrowing influence in that way too. Well, and if you look at the big thing these days, it's all about native advertising. So people mm -hmm. have gone away from banners and all the traditional stuff and they're doing native. And 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 I, I would say this is a lot um, cleaner um, transition than native advertising because it's conversational. But again, you're reaching somebody else's audience. So you're leveraging their brand, leveraging their reach to talk about, you know, your kind of your story, your background, how you help people. A hundred percent. And and that's the cool part about it, too, because I feel that it's a less stressful situation because you're actually just sitting down and having a conversation with somebody. And, that, and that's the real difference because people actually feel like they know you. They feel like they can connect with you. They feel like, you know, it's way different than a marketing message that they're going to receive because they feel like they actually spent time with you. And I think that's the real difference is you're creating trust on a podcast in a way that you just really can't do on that many other mediums. And you're also able to reach people 
with a share of time that you couldn't typically do as well. Because if, if somebody's watching a video and driving a car, it's not going to end well, but they can <laughs> listen to a podcast and they can, you can actually get that share of their time, whether commuting, whether in the car, whether at the gym. And this is a share of time that just isn't really available with other mediums or accidents may happen. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners that are, you know, they obviously listen to podcasts. So, you know, what would you tell them if, if they're considering this as a media? So kind of what are the starting points? Well, the thing I always tell people first and foremost is you need to know who your tribe is like right off the bat, like because if you don't, anything else you do after this doesn't matter. We had a client that before they came to work with us was actually on the Oprah Winfrey show and did not get a single lead because it wasn't their people. Oprah Winfrey did not care. You know, the Oprah Winfrey's tribe did not care about their product. So you have to make sure that you're appearing in front of the right people first and foremost. Then after that, you really have to nail down your talking points on that show because so many times people appear as a great guest, but since there's no structure to it, they don't really know where it's going. It's a little bit of personal story so people can see they have you have credibility and they can actually you know, feel like they, they know where you're coming from. And then message because you're going to give them the three to five things that are most important to get them a result and then a call to action. You'll see, I see so many people more than often that either spend way too much time on story and there's no time for teaching anything, or they have a great story, a great message. And then they say, okay, you can find me on Twitter here, on Facebook here. This is my grandmother's email address. This is my website. They give out like 30 different links. And if somebody's in a car or doing something else, they don't have a pen. They're not going to remember this. So it always has to be summed up into one very, very memorable thing and one place to go. And, and that's really the formula to nailing us podcast. And it's going to be a little bit different on every show, right? Like here we talk for a few seconds about my story and we're talking mainly about the message and you know there will be a call to action of some sort at the end but you have to make sure that you have that lined up in the right way when you go on a show because it's so vital to actually having people follow you at the end if you if you don't have that lined up and if you're not in front of the right people it's not going to work yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the few shows that I've been on, people ask me, you know, so, you know, how does the conversation going to go? So I'm here to serve your audience. So yes, I have some talking points. I know what I do. I know what I do well. I know how I can serve people, but I don't go in just going, well, let's just see what conversation we have and where it goes. <laughs> yeah, because even you and I, before we hit record here, I say, hey, Doug, I do a whole bunch of things. What's going to help your audience best? Because then, yeah. you know, going into it, you know, what you're going to focus on and how you can offer the most value. Because I, I find so many guests that I like to call, you know, Mr. or Ms. Scarcity, right? They get on and they say, well, Doug, if you want more about this, I have a YouTube channel. Well, Doug, if you look at page blah, blah, blah <laughs> of my book, you'll find out all about it. Well, yeah. somebody's listening to you on that episode for 15 minutes, a half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it is, you know, give them so much value that they want to come out and find you. But I find so many people want to be that scarcity person because they're afraid and it actually doesn't create trust and, and doesn't show your expertise. No, and, and I come back to, you know, listen to Frank Kern speak and he's saying, hey, if you're going to, you know, teach somebody, um, you know, or give them some value in the advertising, just advertise, why don't you demonstrate and give them something while they're there to prove that, you know, you're the person to follow. 100%. And I, and I, and I our, one of our clients that was in the real estate space and actually saw the most success off of shows would get on and deliver so much value. Hosts were asking to hire him at the end of interviews. And, wow. and I, th I think, I think that's something else that people also don't take into consideration as well is you're meeting some amazing people that you may be able to also share your mission with. If you show up as 
you know, Mr. or Miss Scarcity, it's it's not serving anybody. And you're also just not helping anybody. And, and I think that's the difference because here's here's the great reward, Doug. Let's say you get on there, you show up with so much value and nobody works with you, but somebody that was on that show heard what you offered, applied it, and they go to the next level. That's pretty incredible as well. And I think that's something people aren't thinking about too because they're just thinking about, oh, where's the end product business? Well, who are you actually helping and serving because it will come back around to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't work with everybody. So you're right. If you can add value and you can help somebody move the sales dial or take that step forward or overcome that hurdle that they're trying to uh, get over, um, that's a great thing. I mean, that's why, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but that's why I'm doing this. Right. hundred percent. It's called have fun, make money. Mm-hmm. So you said, you know, know who your customer is. So that's your avatar and that's pretty basic marketing 101, whether you're on a podcast, you're buying Google ads or Facebook ads. And then you said, uh, develop your message. So what sort of tips would you give people when they get their thinking around how do I develop my talking points if I'm going to be in a podcast so I don't sound like I'm reading a script or reading an ad? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Can I just say first and foremost about um, just to to reiterate what you just said about uh, marketing 101 with knowing your audience, Doug. It's funny, though, because I'll still have conversations with people that say my audience is everyone. Oof. Well, no one's listening though. You still have to be clear on who that person is. You can't help yeah. everyone. In terms of really nailing down that message, the thing I, the way I like to explain it is that there's different lenses you can tell your story through, right? You know, the, the information that I'm giving you is going to be similar on another show, but it's not going to be told the same way. And that's the thing you have to get really, really good at with your story is being flexible with it and, and not feeling like you're reading. I did have a guest one time on my show where I, I stopped them. I like, dude, are, are you reading? It actually does sound like you're reading. He's like, no, I am not reading. I actually speak this way. I'm like, okay, cool. He's not reading. But you do need to be able to be flexible with that story and be comfortable with it. Like it should be real and true to who you are, but it should also display your expertise. So you always need to figure out what is that differentiating factor. And this is something I learned from one of my absolute favorite branding guys out there, David Breyer. And he talks about if you don't know how you're differentiating, you're actually promoting your space and not yourself. So in your talking points, you need to figure out how am I differentiating and how am I also taking somebody along that process of achieving the result that I tell them I can help them achieve. And you have to be flexible with your audience, like know who you're talking to. You wouldn't get in front of an audience of doctors and start telling them about how they're going to change their tires. You know, your, your correct audience there is automotive people. You, you really need to nail that down when you're telling it because your story can be told in so many different lenses. You just need to make sure it matches up with the one you're in front of. So what was the biggest breakthrough for you with your own, uh, with your own show once you started appearing on guests? I actually started, so number one, our, our downloads went up, which is always great. Um, but I started getting speaking requests and I started getting like magazine features and other stuff because people were hearing me on other shows and, and that was pretty incredible. So it was a huge bump up in my brand of, you know, I got the product I was looking for, which was more exposure, but then all these other things I didn't expect started happening for me. So it was a real, I guess, breakthrough moment for me because I was getting stages and, and getting other things that I didn't intend. So the growth was pretty incredible. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, I've often said that when you, you know, we're sitting down planning our marketing uh, or planning our advertising, lots of times we're overanalyzing. And if you just get started, a lot of these things that you you can't anticipate will just show up. So like you said, you've got additional media coverage, you've got earned media and print, and, you know, you're named as, you know, one of the top podcasters to follow. So all these things started happening after you took those steps and started moving forward. 
And I'm totally going to agree with you there, Doug, because I think too many people wait for the, you, you probably see this with, with clients you work with, too many people work, wait for the perfect storm, right? They're like, well, yeah. every single thing in the world has to be perfect and then I'll start. But here's the thing is that's never going to happen. That time period will never exist. You have to get started. You have to get moving. And sometimes you're going to find that what you thought in the beginning was not true. And you're going to find that even with interviews, like some things that you thought were very important to your audience by doing it, you're going to find out, hey, they don't care as much. Yeah. And you're, you're also going to get more clear on your own message. I, I just had a client tell me recently, like, you know, the exposure was great. Um, you know, his show growing was great. But the, the greatest gift to him was the clarity of his message. He felt like he knew what he was saying so much more, who he was saying it to, and was more sure about what he was doing. And I think that's the byproduct people don't always think about. You don't have to know it all in the beginning, man. You can work it out sometimes. Well, and I found that my message got uh, more clear the more times people ask me because, like you said, you're working with different hosts and they all approach their interviews a different a different way, a different style, and they have aha moments to go, oh, I never thought of that. What about this? So it helped. I found it anyhow. It helped me refine kind of what I was doing. A hundred percent because because I think. I, I don't know if you've done this, but I know I've definitely done this. Like we have things that we're pretty good at. So when people don't understand it, we're kind of like, what? How do you not know that? You know, everybody <laughs> knows how to do that. And yeah. and it's, it, I, I think this actually came up on, on your interview with me. Um, but anyway, I, I feel like there's some things that are just we do as, as second knowledge. And we actually don't realize that like there's actually a lower gradient to what we're even talking about. And it helps us to even refine that and speak to people even more clearly and, and give them what they need because we sometimes realize our level of what we're talking about may be too high. You know, yeah, and we have to kind of absolutely. scale it back and bring it back to a level where somebody can learn it. So for people considering this, like kind of what's the approach? I mean, how long should uh, they anticipate it's going to take before you get ramped up and get started and then see some, you know, some interviews coming in? So it depends because I, I find as an agency, it usually takes us like three or four weeks and I bring somebody on board before we get them booked. Now, if yeah. you're doing it yourself, um, it's going to depend on how big your team is. It's going to depend on, you know, if you're doing this totally yourself and running your business and everything else, it's going to take longer. But the thing you really need to, to think with is the results you want to achieve in the end. Like, what is the goal that you're doing this, this whole program for? Because I find so many people start without a goal and they're like, oh, I'm not getting where I want to go. Well, because you, you didn't start with a target. <laughs> where were so, you trying to right, go? <laughs> start with a target, man. So that's number one. Yeah. And then number two is start small and work your way up. I tell people to start with shows that have less than 20 episodes and less than 20 reviews because they're very new in the process and it's going to be a little bit more attainable for you. And it's going to help you build what in the PR world is called a portfolio of press. You know, uh, it's going to help you build some features so that you can start to climb the ladder and go up to bigger shows and bigger shows and, and, and whatnot. So you really need to start small and work your way up. The other thing that I found that in terms of getting yourself a booking, um, the best way to do it is I, I love this Google Chrome plugin called Hunter.io. It used to be called Email Hunter. Yeah. And you can use it to figure out who's the decision maker at a different website or, or podcast or whatever. So that you're talking to the right person because I find too many times I like to call the uh, contact form, the black hole. If you ever fill out a contact form, you're never going to hear anything back. You're just going to be added to someone's email list and be very frustrated about it. So you really want to try and talk to the decision maker and talk about how you can help their audience. Because I find too many times, even when they're brand new and they don't have much backing it up, people approach it as, so I'm really awesome and you're lucky to spend time with me and this is why. <laughs> and and you're, you're not going to win a lot of friends that way. You have to look yeah. at what is this show trying to achieve? What can you teach? And how can you help that audience? And you're going to find out you're going to win a lot more when you approach it in that way. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you think about it, it's no different than trying to pitch the media. They're, they're not there to do advertising for you. I mean, they're there to serve their audience and need content that's mm-hmm. valuable for the audience. So, you know, podcasting or being a podcast guest is no different. We are a media source and we need good content for our listeners. Well, and it's, it's interesting, too, because I feel like when you approach it in a way of of not really serving and, and, you know, more of the look how awesome I am standpoint, you actually instantly create resistance. You know what I mean? Because somebody now wants to prove wrong that you're awesome, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like you're opening people up to being critical. Take a yeah. look at what their show is trying to achieve and how you can serve that. And you're going to be a lot more successful with that than rather than just opening people up to being critical. So you said earlier on that you need to find your right tribe and, and uh, find the right podcast. So how do people go about, uh, you know, starting that process? Well, first and foremost, you need to look at who do you serve in your business? And, and it's funny too, because I, the more we talk to people, I find that they don't always know that. And you just, you want to help with that. You want to help them figure out what that looks like. So first and foremost, really niche it down to who you serve because that's going to help you figure out who are, are their opinion leaders. And once you can kind of look at some of those opinion leaders, it's super old school, but I still like to use iTunes and prefer to do it on a Mac, by the way, because if you've ever opened iTunes on a PC, it does <laughs> yeah. not have the same functionality. Most of yeah. the reviews and everything else just don't show up. Um, so it just doesn't have the same UX. But I like to use that. And then when you go to a show, you can go to the tab that says related. And what you can look at is people that also subscribe to the show, subscribe to, you know, blank show. And then what you try to do is kind of work your way down the scale of what those shows look like. And then I like to use a tool called Chartable, which shows you average rankings for podcasts. Yep. And based on that, you can kind of see historically like where a podcast has ranked. And when you're brand new, it doesn't matter as much because you got to build a portfolio. But when you're trying to get more established shows, it's going to kind of tell you, well, has this show ranked in the top 200 recently? Or, you know, was it just having a really good day the day you saw it? So, you know, really that's going to allow you to, to really narrow down on those right shows for you. And then you want to start tracking these in a spreadsheet because I find oftentimes, and you know, we see this in any business, a lot of times it's in the follow-up and people will send an email blast and be like, nobody likes me. I didn't get booked. Well, because you didn't follow up with them. Yeah. And, and as an email marketer, you probably understand this. It's, you know, checking back with people. You're actually going to have more results the second time around than even that first pitch probably. Yeah. And really what I found is it's the, you know, the follow-up is at least three times. Uh, yeah. You know, when I used to do lots of direct mail, um, I would get 75% of my results in the third mailing. Mm-hmm. 100%. So it's just consistency, be, you know, be in front of people. People are busy. It's not, they don't like you. It's that you're not the only thing in their world. I mean, they, they may have family, like you've got a young family. I've got family, you got grandkids. We got all this stuff that's going on and a business and your email saying, Hey, I want to be on your show. doesn't rise to the top and say, this is the only thing I need to deal with for the day. Well, and, and you also have to know, um, just because me with everything I've done, it's, it's really all about like knowing the rules of email, mar- email marketing as well. Like you have to know, like, are things you're saying in that email going to get you sent to spam? Like, that's really important to know as well. Like, do you have a good quality subject line? Um, are you using something like banana tags so that you can see if people are opening your email? If your emails aren't getting open, then, you know, there's a reason you aren't getting booking. So do know some basics about email marketing, because in terms of booking podcasts, a lot of times there's not going to be an option for a phone call. So you have to figure out how you can correctly get in touch with the person via email and know the rules around that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and I've used uh, Hunter IO as well to to find people's email address to get in front of the right person. And what I did, I'm not sure about uh, your approach, but I set up a separate uh, Gmail account specifically to do that. So it didn't come from a company account. 
Yeah, same same thing here because it's it's much better received if you're coming to somebody as an individual than like, hey, I'm CEO of XYZ uh, company. It just it's just received differently because you know maybe they're not going to like the company name and the email address. Like you're you're just trying to make this the easiest layup as you can, and and just what you're saying by setting up a separate Gmail address is a great way to do that. So, what's some of the bad advice you hear out in the industry around people getting booked on podcasts? Spray and pray, homie. Spray and pray. Um, that's my that's my least favorite one is is when people take and they set up, you know, like an email marketing list of all these podcast streams and start just like, you know, booming it out there. You know, you're really going to annoy people that way. Another thing that I've actually you've probably experienced this as well, but um, there's something called Boomerang and uh, Boomerang is a Gmail add on that yep. basically you can set it up after a certain amount of days if an email is um, not opened or whatever, or, or, you know, looked at to resend the same email. Now, here's the thing. If I wouldn't recommend you do that, and I would recommend you do this in real time, but if you're going to use something like that, make sure you're reading your email because I had somebody pitch me the same guest seven times. And each time I told them no, and still got the same email. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> dear God, please stop it. Please stop. So you really want to make sure because that's going to hurt your chances. If you aren't a fit right now of getting on that show in the future. So I really do recommend doing everything you are in terms of getting on a podcast in real time. You know, don't just say, Hey, it's the rule of big numbers. That's not always the case when you're trying to get a booking for something like this. No. And you know, that's the temptation. The temptation is, Hey, if I can send out a hundred emails a day uh, to get on a podcast, I'll get a more podcast. But like you said, you had to consider what your time's worth, who their audience is. And I, I found, like you said, it's really just uh, hunting for that one person at a time and mm -hmm. sending a custom pitch saying, Hey, uh, this is uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, interested in, in uh, following up with you and potentially being a guest. This is what I like about you. These are the episodes I've listened to. Yep. And, uh, you know, be sincere. Don't send out. <laughs> tell me you've listened to my show. And you've never listened to my show or you or you gave me an iTunes rating and you haven't given me an iTunes rating. I mean, be mm -hmm. be honest, be uh, transparent, be upfront and uh, one at a time, take a personal approach. And I find it converts better. Well, and there's a couple things I would add to that too. If, if you're not a big fan of the podcast, don't say you're a big fan of the podcast because they're probably going to ask you information you don't know about it. Yep. You know, don't so so don't say that. The other thing is, if you're going to use a template, that's fine. Just make sure you customize it to the person that you're speaking to. You know, make sure you make it relevant to them. And if you have, you know, like placeholder name tags in that email, make sure they say the correct names. Like, really, <laughs> just do that. Yeah. My parents did not name me first name fix or insert name here. Like, they didn't do that. <laughs> or they'd be a great show for insert show name here. Like, like, yeah. just make sure you do that. Or you cut and paste and forgot to remove the last person's yeah. name. <laughs> My name's not Nathan Latka. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I, so I got an email once from somebody that pitched me and said, hey, Nathan Latka. And I'm like, that's not me, but I am friends with him. <laughs> that's funny. So what's the best pitch you've ever received for someone to be in your podcast? Oof. Wow. Um, do you know Sherry Ame by any chance? I do not. Okay. She has an incredible story and she literally just wrote me an uh, email about her story and how she wanted to change the world with her story. So her story is that she needed a heart transplant and she died for 90 minutes and somehow did not incur like any brain damage or anything like that. So she just wrote me two paragraphs about her story and her life after death experience. And I'm just like, whoa, I need to talk to this person. So sometimes in that way, it's just best to really give your story and really be raw with it. Because if you have a good story, 
it's going to be a lot easier to book you because people are just like, wow, I'm really interested in that. And I can see the impact this is going to make. So to me, that was the best story. Now, not everybody can have that because not everybody has died for 90 minutes. You know, it's just, you know, that's just hasn't worked that way. But figure <laughs> about really looking at your moment of impact that got you doing what you're doing and yep. really talk about your moment of impact because there are people in that audience that are just about to have that moment happen to them and they need to hear your story. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of people that have way, way better stories than I do, but that's their story. And yeah, so it no, doesn't matter how, how much I want it to be my story or, or that sounds cooler. I mean, that's just not the way it is. Like you said, you got to own your story, where you've come from, where you're going. And there's going to be people that are in that same place or have been there before. Hey, man, you know, a lot of people want to be Justin Morneau's cousin, but only you are, you know? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I, I just got my Yankee opening day tickets, so I, I had to drop a baseball reference in there. Anyway, yeah, it was funny. I was in a at a mastermind group in St. Louis this last weekend, so we went down and we watched the Blues uh, beat Tampa. And I, I bought a hat, and someone says, "Are they going to let you through customs when you get home wearing a Tampa hat?" And I went, "Yeah, absolutely." I said, "Wherever I, tra <laughs> wherever I travel, I support the local team. When you're with the locals, you cheer for the local team, and I bring back a jersey and a, and a cap." Love it. So um, what advice would you give listeners now that aren't pulling the trigger? They're saying, hey, this, okay, this sounds cool, but, you know, I'm not really sure what to do. This is what I would say. I, I want you to consider, like, if you don't do it now, what's going to happen in a year from now? What's going to happen in five years from now? People are going to know your competitors more than you. Um, you know, if your business isn't growing, it's definitely not going to be growing in a year from now if you don't do something. You know what I mean? So you really need to consider, like where you're going to be down the road if you don't take action now. Maybe you're not going to take full action, but if you don't do something, you know, life isn't a static, right? It doesn't stay the same. It's either growing nope. or dying. So yeah. you, you need to be doing something to grow. And maybe it's not getting on podcast, um, though I recommend it would be. But you need to do something to move your business forward now because it's not just going to magically change. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, next year is going to come whether you're on a, a podcast or not. Right. So yeah, grow your business. 100%. What are you most excited about right now? Does it have to be business related? Nope. The movie, The Greatest Showman. I've watched it six times. Have you seen it? I have. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and we actually just recently, uh, we started looking for homes. And we found one of the homes that was owned by one of the Ringling Brothers. And it's like our dream home. <laughs> so we're like so super stoked for it. So I'm excited about anything having to do with The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman, or circuses at this moment. There you go. <laughs> In terms of podcasting, there's lots going on right now. So what do you see? I mean, you've been in this area for a while. Um, everything I look at is, is is pointing up like hockey stick curve, like podcasting didn't exist and it looks like it's going to the moon. I think we're, we're really hitting, you know, and I, I, I want to give you the publication that talked about this, but I can't remember which one it is. I feel like it was like like ink or something like that. But we're really in a golden age of podcasting right now because we're seeing other mediums like like radio and TV and they're just not doing as well as they used to be because the user is changing, right? Like the user wants things when they want them. And that's why Netflix and, and Amazon Prime and all these things are doing so well. So I think podcasting is really primed to jump right on that. Um, last year, um, there were 550,000 podcasts out there and we're already up to 660,000. It's growing very, very quickly. The advertising market this year will top a billion dollars in advertising money spent on podcasts. So it's a very quickly growing market. And I would say that if you're not in this market and your business is in this market, you're crazy because it's the, the barrier to entry right now is so low in comparison with so many other things. And the results you can create is incredible because not only are you just, you know, whether you're a guest or a host, 
not only are you just creating content, but you're doing all these other things because it's online. You're getting backlinks to rank your website. You're going to show up in other search terms. So you're really changing your online footprint like nothing else can by doing that. Have you heard of the SEO site? Uh, a, I think it's Ahrefs or something like that, it's called? Yeah. Okay, Ahrefs, I think it's called. Um, they did a study where they bought, I think it was like $15,000 in podcast advertising, and they got a few leads and it was great. But then over the next three months, they looked at their website traffic. Month two, it doubled. Month three, it tripled. It changed their online footprint. And I think that's the thing you need to think about when you're creating content through either running a podcast or being a guest is you're making it so the future will be different for you, not just leads, not just money. Well, and I think we need to think beyond just the audio. So, you know, we've created an audio file, which is great. And people can listen to that on iTunes or Spotify or whatever their preferred platform is. But beyond that, like you said, we've got, you know, they've transcribed the content. So now you've got SEO keyword rich content, which helps your uh, helps your ranking. Like you said, you're going to get more SEO because you're going to show up in all these different um uh, platforms that play the audio files, uh, as well as a good solid backlink. And if mm -hmm. you just add all those things up and think of, you know, all the, all the people you need to have in place in your traditional business to set that up and to pay for, uh, someone to go get backlinks. And that's comes along kind of free, uh, with the program. Well, and the thing that's even interesting about that, like in terms of like your site authority score, like like how authoritative is your website? A lot of these places that host files like Libsyn or Podbean or any of these, they have authority scores of 90 out of 100 or more, which is <laughs> yeah. crazy because sites like Forbes have have ones that high, but they're no follow links. So they don't give you any link juice. A lot of these yeah. sites are follow links and they come from high authority scores. So it's just like whoa, that's so easy to do that. Whereas you're hoping a publicist is going to get you placed on like link uh, Forbes or Inc or one of these other ones. And it's actually a no follow link. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in those days, you know, people would pay a fortune to get a follow link from a high authority site like that. Yeah, 100%. So who's one guest that you think I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Oh, wow. This, this, this from the guy who specializes in getting Oh, gosh, man. There's just, there's so many I've really enjoyed. And I feel like it really depends on like when you ask me this question, because it's always, always, always changing. Um, first person I thought of is I'm a huge football fan. So I had Ohio State head coach, former Ohio State head coach, uh, Jim Tressel on. Like if you could get Jim on, man, he was amazing. He brought so much value. Gosh, you know, we both talked about Scott Bradley. Scott has so yep. much amazing value to offer. If you could have him on, I would do it. But I feel like there's like seasons to our podcast, right? Because it's like you could have one interview this week that could change your mind on it. It's just there, there's always brand new people coming on that are just crazy, amazing and awesome. Absolutely. I've been in, uh, moving more towards the AI side right now. That's a very hot topic and there's lots of confusion. So we're trying to provide some clarification and then identify the opportunities in that marketplace. Cool. So where can people find you, track you down and learn more about what you do and who you are and how to connect? Absolutely. So um, we've talked a lot about how you can be a great podcast guest and locate those shows. And to me, podcasting has absolutely changed my life and it's even changed my podcast by, by learning how to get on other shows. So I really want that to help and happen for other people. So we put together a really awesome worksheet. And if this is the only thing you do to really move your podcast forward this year, I recommend you do that. And that's over at commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. And that's going to show you how to locate shows, how to put together your pitch and uh, really start growing your podcast presence.
Well, that's amazing. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time today. I mean, you know, I so admire what you're doing and it's just great to watch what you're doing and the people you connect with. The quality of the content that you produce is just absolutely top notch. Thank you so much, Doug. I really appreciate you taking the time today, man. So there you go, listeners. I would suggest that you uh, track Jeremy down, take advantage of that worksheet that he's got and make sure you connect with him on social and uh, get into his podcast. He has some just great, great guests on his show. So I just want to say thanks again for taking time today, Jeremy, and uh, looking forward to reconnecting with you uh, at the next event. Thanks, man. Same here. So there you go, listeners. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't be shy. Make sure you subscribe to our email list. And if you like this episode, feel free to leave some comments at the bottom. We'll have the show notes transcribed and I'll make sure there's the complete link so you can get that self-help guide to figure out how to get on podcasts, how to identify the right shows. So thanks for tuning in. And I look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers, as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's dougmorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.